All righty, good morning, fantasy football fans. This is Guru and the Wiz. We are back parsing each of the positions that we wanted to get through. Wiz, happy Sunday morning. How are you today? Happy Sunday to you as well, and I'm, I'm, I'm doing well, uh, getting ready for football. I know our draft is uh, actually uh, less than three weeks uh, away, and uh, a lot of drafts uh, will be happening soon. So, uh, you know, <laughs> football is marching on, and there was some really interesting and exciting news that uh, I know you saw and you sent me yesterday about uh, the rapid results of, uh, of, uh, of, of COVID-19 tests, which could be you know, a very, very important thing for sports, especially uh, the upcoming football season, uh, what they plan on doing, how quickly they could get results of tests. So that's a, that, 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 could be, that could be some really, really big news. I, I tell you, it's great news for the general public. So th- this was, it's amazing. It was done in conjunction with um, Yale and the NBA, and they've come to this, and they've got, obviously, everything's been sped along here, but this is looks like it's going to be a big thing for society because we read about all these stories about the backlog. So, you know, obviously we're talking football here, so we're super excited. But, yeah, look, we want to get life moving on in this country. Football is going to be a part of that. To those people that don't think we're going to get an NFL season started up, you're completely incorrect. And Wiz and I are here to uh, drive the bus and uh, get you on your way to uh, – formulating your teams and ideas uh, for your draft in 2020. Yeah, absolutely. And today we're going to, uh, we're going to, we're going to delve into the wide receiver position and uh, we're going to continue to do what we were doing the other positions. We're going to kind of give you guys that, uh, you know, we think should not be ranked that high and guys that we think should be ranked higher than they are uh, help you, uh, you know, with, with some of these uh, players, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely get into more players and more specifics, uh, you know, as, as it gets closer to the season. But right now we're kind of just giving, like, guys we, uh, you know, we have opinion on, you know, either way, negative or positive. So uh, I guess I'll start at a wide receiver one. Uh, I have one player that I like you know, to downgrade, and then there's another player that I like moving up. The player that is ranked in the top 12, even much higher than that, uh, top five, and even on some, you know, rankings as high as two or three, is Julio Jones. And that's a player that I'm a little dubious about. Not his talent, not at all, but there are a few concerns as far as – my ranking of Julio Jones is concerned is he's 31 now. And I just see him every week come out of the games. He limps off the field. He has these issues with his, you know, lower half, you know, feet injury, you know, injuries to his feet and, and his legs and he limps off. And I'm just concerned that instead of missing a few plays or a series here and there, that as time has gone on, those injuries are going to cause him to miss games. Um, so, again, talent-wise, you know, there's nothing really negative you could say about Julio Jones. He's 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 fantastic. But considering the age, considering the fact that you know these injuries seem to be adding up. I think there are safer bets and they're more interesting wide receivers that you could probably take and not even have to risk as high as a pick or spend as much money in an auction draft. So I'm downgrading Julio 
And the player that I have moving up clearly in my mind to wide receiver one is A.J. Brown, who I think in probably a lot of rankings is is certainly outside of the top, you know, not wide receiver one. He's probably somewhere ranked around 15. But I, in my view, he's clearly a number one receiver who's going to get better and better and better. So the player had, you know, 20 yards per catch which is probably something that he's not going to be able to keep up this year. You know, 50-something catches, 1,050 yards. But if you look at the metrics of that, playing a third of the season, a quarter of the season uh, with, with, with Mariota as quarterback, who just wasn't getting in the ball. So he these numbers were basically put up over like, in my mind, like a 10 game span. So now he's got another year under his belt. He's got that connection with Tannehill that was getting stronger and stronger and stronger. And I think the only number that's not going to be maintained is 20 yards per catch, but fantasy football, who cares about that? I believe his touchdowns are going to go up. I believe his receptions are going to go up dramatically. I believe to, to probably around 80 receptions. And I think his, a uh, season total of yards um, is going to go well up from 1,050, even maybe even like 1,250, 1,300. So uh, I'm downgrading Julio, and I'm upgrading A.J. Brown into wide receiver one. You could give some thoughts on that, or you could just go right into your players uh, that you have in and out of wide receiver one. So let me specify before I say anything is that you and I didn't talk about any of this stuff beforehand. So we're, we're, we're completely uh, improv improving uh, everything that we're saying here. So, so I'm going to comment uh, first on, on, on the player that you chose that you like to move up. Um, and that's AJ Brown. And, and I, I'm in agreement with you. I think for a lot of people, he's probably a tremendous number two um, if I had one concern, and, and you'll probably push back on, on this for the reason being how, how, how the, stylistically the Tennessee Titans wanted to play those football games, but I really would have loved to have seen them utilize him more in those playoff games where I know they were running Henry you know, into the ground in those games and, and they had a different style of play that they were looking to dictate um, and, and, and control the clock. But I think using Brown a bit more in those playoff games would have given me a little bit more confidence coming into this year. But you you are dead on correct on the talent and how he thrived when, when Tannehill took over at quarterback. So I'm definitely in the camp that he's going to be an 80-catch guy this year. Uh, he does not have a lot of competition for, for targets or, or catches in, on that team. So I'm in agreement. I think, uh, you know, for me, he's probably a super high, you know, number two. But, I'm you know, I... I I can see your reasoning behind him being a number one. Um, Julio Jones is actually my choice as well for a guy that absolutely drives me crazy as a fantasy owner. And and when I say drives me crazy, because while Julio will probably win you two or three games a year with this these ridiculous 12-catch, 160-yard, two-touchdown games... He disappears a lot of times, and for whatever reason, you know, the focal, the focal point of the Atlanta offense is Julio, and a lot of times that is the case around the goal line, but the guy doesn't score a lot. And if you look at his consistency scores, they're poor for a guy that's ranked as high as he is and drafted as high as he is in snake drafts and how much people pay up for him in 
auction drafts. He's a physical specimen, no question about it. Matt Ryan is in, in a pass-happy offense. Their defense is not terrific. They're usually behind. I don't think necessarily that Julio is the beneficiary of that. And to your point, how many times is he limping off that field with that, with these feet? So Julio is a guy I won't. I probably will not draft unless you know in an auction league unless he comes down in value, which never seems to be the case. But he is way too inconsistent for me. In fact, if you look at consistency scores, that's you know for 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 a receiver uh, scoring, say in the neighborhood of um, I guess it's fifteen or more points, or as as a wide receiver, or sorry, less than eight points. Julio Jones Jones scored less than eight points. This is in PPR league six times last year. That is unacceptable. His his yeah, team, really his teammate Calvin Ridley was a more consistent fantasy performer on a weekly basis than Julio was. So I'm with you. No Julio Jones for me. Your your point's a great point too. I didn't realize Julio's 31 now. That's pretty scary. But I'm definitely staying away from Julio. And I'm going to add one other. So I'm going to add my player that I that I that I like to move up, and another player that I don't like in the top 10, who I'm seeing kind of in the top 10. And it's your Minnesota Viking, Adam Thielen. And, and, I, and I do love the player. And he's actually done really well when Stefan Diggs has not been in the lineup. He's actually done well. But I'm a little nervous. The Vikings just make me nervous. The passing attack just makes me nervous in general. But I'm a slightly afraid of this becoming you know, maybe a juju-juju-type situation without Antonio Brown. Can Adam Thielen, he's going to get the targets. I'm not concerned about that. But, you know, Kirk Cousins is not a guy I have tremendous confidence in to start with. And so I'm going to be a little reluctant to put Adam Thielen out there. And the guy that I love, and I'm, I, I would draft this guy before Julio Jones. And if you look at what he did last year, he's a fourth-year guy now. Um, he did it last year. I, I don't know who the hell was throwing him the ball the second half of the year. Matt Stafford had a great first half of the year, 2,500 yards, 19 touchdowns. But Kenny Galladay, if he's got a full season of Matt Stafford, is going to catch 80 to 90 balls and approach 14, 1,500 yards. He had 11 touchdowns. He had the most touchdowns over 20 yards last year. He actually led the NFL in touchdowns with 11 last year. To me, Kenny Galladay is a slam dunk, 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 top five receiver in the NFL this year in fantasy. Yeah, I mean, I think... uh... I think there's a lot to like about Kenny Galladay for sure. Um, and, and, and as long as Matt Stafford is throwing him the ball, I think, uh, I think, I think that's, you know, that, that, that's a good one for the heaven side, the top 12 for sure, for sure. And I know you got him ranked very, very high. So um, I, I couldn't disagree with that. Um, moving on outside the top 12 and now we're getting into like wide receiver two and wide receiver three and wide receiver four. And, and this is, this is kind of difficult to do because I feel when you start ranking these players and looking at these wide receivers from around 15 to like 40 or, you know, 20 to 45 there, it's very, very close. So I, I don't think there's any like hard rankings where, this guy is ranked on everyone's draft board at 15 or 20. And, and, you know, I think this is a position where it's really beauty is in the eye of the beholder. So with that said, I'm just going to mention two guys each that I kind of downgrade and don't love this year. And two guys that I see whose rankings 
are a little out of whack that should be moved up. So let me start with the two guys I'm downgrading. The first guy is Cortland Sutton, who I know you like. He's a good player, but I'm just looking at what the Broncos did in the draft, what they did in free agency. Um, I think Jerry Judy is even as a, a, a you know player who hasn't played one NFL down, is, is a more refined and polished route runner than Colin Sutton. Uh, I think he'll become the third down guy for Drew Locke. Uh, and I think there's a lot of guys and a lot of moving parts going in Denver. So Colin Sutton is a good player, but I think he's going to get kind of like lost in the shuffle there. And I kind of downgrade him. I think he'll just be an okay receiver and, and, and shouldn't be ranked, I don't think, as, as a wide receiver too. And then the other guy kind of pains me to say because I love the player. I think even if you're not a Patriots fan, you have to respect the game of Julian Edelman. He, he, this guy is a warrior. There's no question about it. That being said, I think the philosophy for New England, especially with Cam Newton, is going to be run the ball, Cam Newton running the ball, um, and, and I, I don't think Edelman, especially with a new quarterback coming in, all of that chemistry that he had with Brady, they knew each other so well, I mean, and now it's changing all up. A different quarterback you're bringing in, a new system you're going to be bringing in, with, I believe, running the ball much, much more. So I think Edelman will be okay, but the days of him being in that 15 to 20, I don't see it. I think he'll be maybe 800 yards, 900 yards. I think he'll just kind of be another guy this year under the new system and with the new quarterback. So I'm downgrading Colin Sutton and Edelman. And the two guys that are moving up are two guys who had similar stats. Uh, they both had around 60 catches. They both had over 600 yards. And the thing that they also had in common is they both had two quarterbacks throwing to them um, that are not refined passes by any stretch of the mean. I mean. So I'm going with Anthony Miller and Deontay Johnson. And uh, Miller is a guy who just, you know, he, he, he was battling some injuries and he was battling the poor play of Trubisky. But I really like him. And I think with Foles, and this is contingent on Foles getting the starting job. If Trubisky, then, you know, I think Miller is ranked properly, appropriately. But if Foles is the quarterback, I think Anthony Miller has a chance to move up. And those receptions and receiving yards, I believe, are going to go up. And the same thing with Deontay Johnson. I just don't think people can are factoring the difference of what he had throwing to them him last year and now with Roethlisberger getting in there and being healthy this year. So Sutton and Edelman, I'm downgrading. Anthony Mill, Deontay Johnson, two guys with similar stats, 60-something receptions, around 60 receptions, a little over 600 yards. I think those receptions can go up to 70, 75, and I think those yards can go up to around 800, 850, which is, which is pretty big jumps. And I think those players can really move into solid wide receiver threes. And I see in a lot of draft board, both guys are like kind of ranked around 40 to 50. They're kind of like afterthoughts. Uh, so that's how I see it. So I'll turn it over to you. Yeah, so it's interesting. I think um, I'll speak about the two players you just spoke of last. I think I think there's similar circumstances surrounding both the Steelers and the Colts. 
where their offenses were taken a step back by the fact that their quarterbacks that they had the year before weren't there. In the case of the Steelers, obviously Roethlisberger was hurt. In the case of the Colts, you know, Jacoby Brissett was not a replacement for Andrew Luck. We speak very little about Andrew Luck, but the ramifications of that move were significant. And we'll talk a little bit about, about that offense too. But, but I really do see those, the, those two players that you talk about moving up. We owned Anthony Miller in one league. He had an unbelievable five-game spell late in the year last year. Um, I do think it'll be important to get more solid and consistent play at quarterback. But somehow both him and and um, and Allen Robinson did have decent years, despite the fact that that offense was woefully inconsistent. So so I like the I like that call there. And Deontay Johnson, like like we were talking about, like the fact that the Steeler offense is going to be a different story this year. I, I would upgrade everything having to do with the Steeler offense. But I lo- I love that call. I think he played fantastic as a rookie. So I really like that. On, on the guys you had dropping down, you know, what's interesting about Cortland Sutton is he only had three games last year where he had more than five catches. So he had a lot of big plays, which, which, which were good. And, you know, Drew Locke should open the offense a little bit more than what he did, at least in the five games that he played. They were a bit conservative. But, but, I, but I think it's a very, very interesting pick for sure. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to disagree with, with, with where you are on, uh, on Sutton at all. Uh, and, and the Edelman one is a tricky one because, as you say, he's a true professional, but this is a changing situation. And hopefully, you know, Cam Newton, who I think will win the job, will be able to get him the ball. Uh, but this will be a run first offense without a doubt, without a doubt. So, yeah, really interesting. You know, I, I've, so so you have Johnson and Miller moving up actually into number two, potential number two status. or you think they're just really good threes. Yeah, I think I, I, I think I think two, I think two could be you know could be somewhat unrealistic expectations in the sense that both guys are are are, are in the same situation. Miller has Robinson, um, and um, and Deontay Johnson has Juju uh, Smith Schuster. Uh, Whether you know they're clearly not the number one talker, but I, but I think you know I've seen both guys ranked somewhere between 40, 45, maybe even fifty, which is kind of like saying that they're not even wide receiver four. So I think moving up both players to wide receiver three is a good jump and a solid and reasonable expectation and not being you know ridiculously optimistic so both players moving into solid wide receiver threes that's how i see it for those two players yeah and and, and just to kind of go you're speaking about the receiver position and i'm in agreement with you about the i I love that uh comment about beauty in the eye of the beholder because it's i think this is an extremely deep position you know how much i love guys like lockett and 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 Devontae parker uh calvin ridley i think they're all tremendous number twos um, you know, the guys from the Rams, guys like that. But, uh, you know, the guys I'm going to choose as well, are, a couple of them are going to be guys that I have moving way up from where I see them see them ranked as well. So so I find your choices very interesting, and I'm, I'm, in, I'm in agreement with them. So so I'll start, I'll start with the guys that, that I actually like to move up this year. So number one is Marquise Brown. Um, so Marquise Brown, the whole second half last year, he, he didn't practice at all. And this is a rookie wide receiver who who definitely jumped on onto the stage. He had two big touchdowns against the Dolphins in week one. He got hurt around week five. And then from week eight on, he wasn't practicing at all. What really excited me was how well he, he, he played in that playoff game where he caught seven balls for 126 yards. I also have read where he's put on 20-odd pounds. 
I, I think he'll be a little bit more durable with that weight and still have the speed. You, I know how you feel about Lamar Jackson. So so I think Marquise Brown, while he had a good rookie year, I can see those numbers kind of moving in the eight, nine hundred, uh, maybe even a thousand yards, catching sixty to seventy balls. Those that excites me. Uh, the other guy that excites me, just in this offense where I think the team is going to be playing behind a lot. Now, granted, it's going to be a rookie quarterback, so there's going to be some growing pains there. But it was a position that the quarterback looked at a lot. And the offenses that the Bengals are going to run and that the LSU uh, Bayou Bengals ran are going to be somewhat similar in terms of you know spreading it out. Tyler Boyd has caught 166 balls in the last two years. Uh, now, granted, a lot of that time, A.J. Green was not on the field, so I understand the beneficiaries of that. But I just think in this offense, um, Boyd is a consistent factor. They really don't have a tight end presence. And I feel him being ranked kind of in that 30 to 40 range in receivers is just way too low. So that is a guy that I think will continue to to move up. And, and, and I did mention Devontae Parker. You know, we've talked about him a lot in, in, in different discussions but I just think he's very close to touching that elite one level again. I think he's kind of found his stride. My my guess is that Fitzpatrick's going to be the quarterback there most of the year. You've read where um, Hearns and um, Albert Wilson are gone. Preston Wilson, Preston Williams is coming back from an injury. They do have Mike Kosicki at tight end, but Devontae Parker is going to be getting so many balls thrown to him. He was the number two receiver in fantasy in the second half of the year. I see that continuing He'll, he'll broach that number one spot at receiver spot. So those are the three guys that I like. And two guys I don't like, uh, I'll just mention them very quickly because I know you want to kind of comment on some of this stuff. Um, the first guy that I do not like, and, I, you know, look, there's a lot of reasons not to like the situation, but I worry about Keenan Allen. It's just a guy that's been a super player. He's actually stayed healthy the last three years. Amazing rapport with Phillip Rivers, but I just don't see that continuing this year. And that's that's it. I just it's a, it's going to be a fall from grace, unfortunately. And the second guy who's going to be moping around that Buffalo Bill sidelines more than he moped around in the Minnesota sidelines because. Unfortunately, Josh Allen is not accurate. And there's a lot of people excited about Stefan Diggs going to Buffalo. He's going to be playing outside in the cold in the second half of the year. But I just see that as a huge letdown in terms of a player for fantasy in 2020. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think I think you make good points, um, you know, all around on the players you have moving up, moving down. The one pushback I would have is regarding Tyler Boyd. Um, you know, I'm, I just think there's a, there's a few things going on at the same time. One, you have a rookie quarterback coming in. Two, you know, A.J. Green's presence sometimes has different effects on the number two receiver. Uh, but, man, there were a lot of targets that Tyler Boyd gobbled up without A.J. Green being there. So I would, you know, I like the player. He's a good player. And, and Joe Burrow was playing with, you know, NFL receivers at LSU and, and even Thaddeus Moss tight end. So he, 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 you know, has played in an offense, in a system, and with players and NFL type players, you know, where he knows how to spread the ball around. So I think, I think Boyd will be solid. As far as, you know, Keenan Allen goes, yeah, I mean, there, there are a lot of things working against him, but I think like it's already baked into the cake. Like I think the days of where he's ranked 
very, very high. I don't think anybody really has him ranked any high, has high. So when you say drop back, are you saying that you don't even like Keenan Allen as a wide receiver too? Or you kind of like have him outside of the top 20, 25? I think he's always been, a, to me, he's always been a receiver one, at least the last few years. And I just see him as a, as a two and maybe a week two. So, you know, you know, yeah, I mean, I think, I think, you know, that's kind of where he's ranked that I, I don't think anybody is considering Keenan Allen, quite frankly, at this point, a top 10 or 12 or even a 15 receiver. Uh, so have, have to see. And then also I think, you know, it depends which, quarterback is in there so again similar to boy they're they're moving parts um with that player to, to downgrade so the, the, the last thing i'll say is not about any specific player it's just about the position it's a position where there are a, there's a lot of depth but it's it's the situation and the position that could really make the difference in you winning the league and not because it's 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 the only position in fantasy football where not counting injuries. We're just talking about the player and the stats that he's going to put up. It's the only position where you can draft a player um, that may be considered wide receiver three or wide receiver four, you know, like 30, 40 ranked at the position and, and really move up a lot. Um, you know, maybe even from wide receiver four to wide receiver two and, 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 and make a difference in winning or losing your league because there'll be some real opportunities to draft players that, you know, other people don't think are in that beauty, in the beauty of the buy the boulder, but you do. So I think it's, it's a position that's deep and it's a position that I think you can, uh, make a difference in winning your league by, by, by being a little clever and, and, you know, hitting, hitting some interesting players who are going fairly cheap. Yeah. And, you know, deep, it is interesting that the position is so deep. Like I look at a guy, like, I'm just, I know he's, you know, about to retire, but I look at a guy like Larry Fitzgerald, you know, I know, the, you know, they have Hopkins and, and, and Christian Kirk is emerging. We know they're going to be throwing the ball, but is it, is it inconceivable for, for Larry Fitzgerald, who's ranked probably outside the top 50 in, in most rankings, is it inconceivable for him to catch 60, 65 balls, 800 yards and seven touchdowns? My answer would be no to that. So there, there's... Yeah, I, would, I, I think it's no, I, I, I agree. I, I don't think it's inconceivable either. I mean, in that system, um, for, for sure. So I, I just think that it's a point and, a, and, a, and an example of, you know, something that could happen at the wide receiver uh, where you get a player um, for, for relatively cheap, whether you're a snake draft or an auction draft, that really exceeds expectations wildly. <laughs> it, it's difficult to do that in any other position, but I think at wide receiver, it's, one, it, it's the only position where – you could get a player that's, you know, you get next to, next to nothing or late in a snake draft that, that really can make a difference in you winning or losing your league. Yeah, a lot of times that'll happen through the waiver wire, right? You see a guy who makes some noise in the first couple of weeks of the season and, you know, that, that player will usually live up to the expectations. You know, you, you bring him aboard and it ends up being a, a big deal. Let me ask you this, Wiz, because um, I'm of the belief that you know, we've talked a lot about rookies being behind 
um, and this being a little bit more of a challenging year for, for rookies, I think particularly running back because of pass protection, as we've mentioned, uh, a lot of these receivers, um, rookies this year, and, and it's a heralded class, what, 37, 38 guys were drafted this year from the NFL draft in, into the NFL. And, and you're already starting to see some comments. You know, I've talked about beat writers and paying attention to what they're saying. And you should be co- watching also what coaches and, and, and teammates are saying. But do you think th- these rookies coming from more pro-style offenses in college – do you think it's the same applies for rookie wide receivers or, you know, is there an opportunity? Cause, cause I look at a few of these guys that, that I think they're going to immediately start this year, uh, in, given the situations on their team. And there's less of a situation here where, you know, rookies, I think uh, receiver may make more of an impact than those at running back. What's your, what's your thoughts on that? I, I think it, it kind of boils down to how the team's, that drafted the player are going to use them. Are they going to put them immediately in the right position, the right, are they going to play them outside? Are they going to move them in the slot? I mean, a guy like Justin Jefferson is an interesting, interesting player and figures to be, you know, an important part of the Vikings offense immediately, but are they going to put him in the right position, um, you know, and, and how the Eagles going to use a player like, you know, Jalen Rieger, who again figures to factor in immediately um, at wide receiver for the Eagles. So it's just a matter of how long it takes for the player to be comfortable and then to put that receiver in the correct position. That's, that's how I see it. Yeah, because I, because I'm, you know, I'm watching some of the commentary and this is also commentary that took place during the draft and, and it's starting to be discussed a little bit more. I know a player you you really liked uh, coming out of the draft, and the situation's an interesting one. But you know, Lavisca Chenault looks like he's going to start making a difference very quickly in terms of being used in different positions in that offense. That you know, again, has some good players in it, but you know, he could make a material difference in there. So you know, just just worth mentioning that I think there are, are some interesting opportunities for the rookies, and as well, there's some there's some sleepers, there's some injury situations that are going to give players opportunities. You know, I think there 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 are a number of different situations that have arisen here that you have to pay close attention. There are basically there are a lot of sleepers uh, at the wide receiver position that you're going to get for dirt cheap in an auction draft. And they're going to be very late round picks in a snake draft that are going to pay, pay dividends for you uh, during the season. And I, I, you know, I can think of four or five of them off the top of my head and I'm sure you could too. It's, it's, it's quite interesting to do that sort of an exercise. Yep, absolutely. So yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a deep position and uh, an interesting one and uh, a, a fun one to try and, you know, uh, you know, to, to 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 parse through, if you will, and uh, and and figure that out. But uh, yeah, so I guess we're we're on to uh, we're on to tight ends next. All right, fantastic. That is uh, Guru and the Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. Please make sure you subscribe, iTunes, SoundCloud, and Spotify. You know, we're 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 going to be here. Send us an email, Guru and Wiz at gmail if you want to hear something specific. But we're on to the tight ends. Wiz, thanks very much, and well done. You too. 